You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hi, kids. Welcome in. Yes, we're back a day late and more than a dollar short. But, you know, hey, we, uh, every now and again, we have some conflicts in our scheduling. And uh, we're going to get Jeremy. right to it. It's always Jeremy. No, sometimes it's you, Tom. Thank you, Randy. <laughs> sometimes it's me. And sometimes we have it's Adam. Uh, I mean, you know, we uh, in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we all have other things. I don't want to. I don't want to make him mad. Sometimes we have to do. Punch my foot. I will punch your foot. I know you will. Freaking Hanes sock wearing psychopath. <laughs> Jeremy's in a bit of a mood. Jeremy's in a bit of a mood today. You know, and really, Jeremy ought to be happy. I just told him we did not make the short list of Vladimir Putin's nuclear targets. No, I am. So, you know, uh, you know, you know why that makes me happy though. What? It's not because I won't be instantly destroyed. It's. it's <laughs> You'll, you'll wander it. around in nuclear winter. <laughs> yes, it's because I'll get to actually use all the crap I bought for the post-apocalypse. If you were wiped out in one flash, you'd be like, I spent all that yeah. money. You know, that would be the last thought through my mind. <laughs> if I had a moment where I saw it, I'd you be know. so frustrated <laughs> you'd gl- the inefficiency. You'd glance over at all those ready-to-eat meals that you have stacked in yeah. the corner and go, you know. oh! Yeah, and it wouldn't even be good for anybody else either. That's the thing even if there was something left over for somebody else i'd be like okay well at least that no no uh-uh. it would just all be useless there you go and i'd be so upset at myself for not <laughs> buying the 1.8 million dollar bug out vehicle i saw yesterday you know what i i'm just in i'm just encouraged nuclear proof i'm encouraged by how ballsy everybody is laughing in the face of nuclear annihilation we are men randy oh, that's what we do in fact if we were anything less we'd survive it such as cockroaches but we oh, are. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why uh, they're called cockroaches because they're cocky. They walk. <laughs> nothing kills them. Of course, they just walk around all smug. Should we all introduce ourselves before we get going nah. too much? Uh, I don't people need pretty much know, know who, who they nah, right. heck we are by now. Uh, we will. I'm, I'm okay, guessing we'll do. We, a, could. we could do a roll call just so everyone knows who's actually here. All four okay. of us are here. All four. I will be Adam today. Okay. I'm uh I'm I'm Randy. Well, I can't think of another name. Well, you know, somebody else that's here, oh, okay. but whatever. I'm Kamala Harris. Oh jeez. Well I'm not gonna be Adam if y'all are gonna go with that stupid crap. <laughs> I, sorry. I'll be Jeremy. I'll just All right. There you go. Okay, nice. Yeah, See? He's playing yeah. the game. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Little that's does good. he know, it's because I'm trying to sneak into the native heritage. So if he takes my name. <laughs> get some of that. Well, you know get, some of that get some, get some of that you big know, bucks. Yeah. You could be get like that. Elizabeth Warren and just say you are. You know, and here's the thing. I'd be better off than Elizabeth Warren because I've never met my dad. I know nothing of my dad's side. So I'm probably 50%. Uh, could be. God. Well, well, let's go with you're missing out. You're missing out on a free license tag, man. It sucks. Oh, it's not free. It's oh, not it's not. Free. No, oh, no, it's not free. thought it was free. See, this is no. this is the liberal media That's, propaganda. Yes, <laughs> but it's a myth. The white man out to mess with the yeah, with the Native Americans yet again. Dang, it's just where the money goes. It's cheaper, but gotcha. Is it cheaper? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> He's significantly if you cheaper. live in certain counties. Oh, like yeah. a third of the cost. Oh, wow. That's nice. Oh, that's not bad. 33% off. Okay. You know, honestly, the main reason I wish I was uh, native to this land we call America, I wouldn't have to shave as much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of the rare ones. You are rare. I'm one of the rare ones. Wait a minute. That took me a while to think about that. And yes, that's that's probably true. Generally, generally. And my hair would grow much longer, I feel like, in general. Hmm. 
My, fa- yeah. my father doesn't have to shit. Well, he does, but like once a month. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> see, that's really cool. But, you know, I guess if you wanted a really thick beard, you'd be on the other side of that, though. You'd be like, oh, man, I wish I was a white dude. <laughs> you know what? That's something nobody's ever said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're right. <laughs> well, certainly not lately. Not, not the last 15 years. Uh, now, back, I back in the day, nobody, man, straight white man. Nobody in this day and age wishes they were a white guy. <laughs> nobody wishes that. Oh, man. Hi, Jordan. Thanks for listening, buddy. <laughs> Yes, my son. In, in fact, you know, I broke the news to him uh, the other day that we would not have a new podcast on Wednesday, but that it would be coming up on Thursday. And so he said, okay, I, you know. Mm-hmm. He is a very faithful listener to this program. So he says it's always entertaining. Well, that's good. So, I know. would never press him on who his favorite host is, but I do know the answer. <laughs> you? Of course. <laughs> of course. Well, that's my guess. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I would never press him. And I, I indemnify him from any uh, confirm or deny that he has to All deal right. with in the future. Well, since we teased it at the beginning, there's a lot of things to talk about, obviously, with stuff going on. But we talked about, you know, Putin's all... <clears throat> Upset with the West again because uh, there's some saber rattling going on, and he from has France said, of all people. You know that's got to be a first. It's so you know that's so France freaking typical, ever, though, uh, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we will. Uh, we will uh, nuke you. Pretend to hurt you. <laughs> yes, we will pretend to hurt Jeez. you. What's sad is that Putin takes it seriously. Well, from France, just, he just needs an excuse. I, yeah, you true. know, right? And he had his version of a State of the Union speech yesterday and uh, he said the u.s and nato preparing to strike russian territory and then he added oh, they must realize that we also have weapons we can hit targets on their territory wow you sound so, more like klaus schwab yeah i know i i messed up my russian accent <laughs> no that's all right though klaus schwab and then uh, <clears throat> rocky they do, and bullwinkles they, they, I they I do watching. have a new missile known as the Satan 2. Whoever thought uh, that Satan would need a sequel? You yeah, know? You, right. <laughs> Satan uh, That has two. a range from 6,000 to a little over 11,000 miles, uh, supposedly. And someone has put out a list. Now, they've, they've gotten supposedly some information that has leaked from Russia. Uh, it was probably what was in the folder that was handed to Tucker Oh, it may be, oh maybe so. Ooh. Maybe so. And uh, about top uh, targets, and uh, number one on the list is the Pentagon. Surprise! So I surprise. guess you could say Washington D.C. because if they were to nuke the Pentagon, it's spread out. You know, a it's going to spread yeah. out depending upon what they, you know, if they what they hit them with. If mm-hmm. it's a missile or if it's a tactical nuke, which well, would the, be much the smaller. Or the vaporized range of even the largest one is only like. Two miles. Yeah, something. it's not. That's right. It's not. Uh, yeah, it's not what maybe you know people might think. The effect, the amount of people that can die in two miles, especially when you hit something like Manhattan, is still gargantuan. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. I, not even just Manhattan. I mean, you could hit Manhattan, Kansas, and still kill a ton of people with a two mile radius. But um, but it's the after effects. The all of that. The yes. Uh, and they also have a naval station Norfolk. On there, which is not very Family far, really, from the Pentagon. So that may be more of a tactical uh, situation. But really, just going through the list, the closest 
to the Oklahoma City area where we are. Tinker Air Force Base is not on this list, which is surprising a little bit, being as it's the world headquarters of AWACS, and it's one of the Air Force's major um, um, depots that to repair and to, to refurbish aircraft of all types, not only AWACS, but there's been B-52s put, in here, B-1s, B-2s, all like that. Who put out this list? Uh, this is uh, from uh, sources deep within uh, a rabbit hole uh, somewhere yeah. north of Omaha. Well, like uh, I said, you can't, you don't know for sure right. if the list Absolutely. is. I would think Tinker's probably on their list. But yeah. anyway, the closest, there's an, uh, there's an Air Force base uh, in Missouri that they have uh, on here, Whiteman <laughs> Air Force Base in Knob Noster, Missouri. <laughs> That's a rough it's name. Home, uh, it, it's home to the U.S. second bomb wing, so huh. there's a lot of Is that where the B-2s stra- are strategic aircraft in there. There's There are some B-2s, there's some B-1s uh, up there also. There's also a uh, base out in uh, New Mexico. You know why they're keeping uh, Tinker? on the list. This is, this is what they're doing to keep Tinker, why they're keeping Tinker around. You see, when the first strike comes in and takes out all these other places, all that's left will come to Tinker. And then, and then they'll, they'll get it. Tinker. And then they hit it. Wow, that's probably a good idea. I mean, that's how that's how sometimes these things work. Back you know, when, when I played have, Matthew Broderick, that was my plan. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. So, did you get that reference? I did. Uh, okay. So the I Russians are threatening right. us with uh, nuclear <laughs> Might be annihilation yet again. So it's a good thing we have the bunker over here in far eastern Oklahoma I County. Don't, I don't feel like this is bomb-proof, though. <laughs> Probably not. Now, nice. I have a tornado shelter, but I don't know if it's nuclear proof, probably. probably yeah. not. That's that's a thing, though. Probably Honestly, not. tornado shelters in Oklahoma, they're pretty close to bomb proof. It's the uh, air filtration system that will kick your butt. Yep. Or lack thereof. There's a company in Texas that's making really nice uh, bomb shelters now out of massive culverts, like 10-foot diameter culverts. Bury them in the ground hmm. 20 feet deep. and Really cool, actually. Um <laughs> I can't confirm or deny whether I have one. (laughs) I can deny. Or if you do have one, whether you could get to it, uh, you know, and that's that's really the deal, isn't it? I mean, isn't that functionally the problem? Sure, right. Yes. Best case scenario. Best case scenario. I'm thinking I might have 15 minutes notice, and that's best case. Mm. And 15 minutes is enough time for me to get out of initial blast radius. Uh, Not if not if everybody uh, knows about it. Yeah. Well. Yes and no. I hear what you're saying, mm-hmm. but you head in the right direction. The population is more sparse and people are slower than I am. I mean, <laughs> less prepared than I am. Let's just say that. I don't know, man. It's, it's weird. It's weird. I, it, it, you know, yeah, whatever. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Let's do, because there are lots of things going on. Uh, Tuesday here in Oklahoma and various other states. Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday. There are primaries and uh, breaking news earlier today, a, Goofball district judge in uh, Illinois has taken Trump off the ballot in uh, Illinois. And among his order is something like, you know, it's almost like, really, you're going to say this? Uh, Because, uh, you know, Trump is facing, uh, you know, the trial, uh, election interference trial and all this kind of stuff. And the judge has said that he believes that Trump is a an insurrectionist, 
sedition against the United States. So the judge he says has seen he, no evidence. Right. He's seen no, well, nobody has. I nobody mean, he's, has. he's well, not even he's been not charged with that. He's not presiding over anything and that is And Trump right. isn't even charged right. with those crimes. Right. But anyway, this uh, judge in uh, Illinois has How said- How come more people aren't dying right now? I just feel oh, like are, somebody's out there ready to just assassinate some of these idiots. You know, you would think that, wouldn't you? <laughs> yes, I would absolutely I, I think that. I kind of feel like I would be ready to do that if I had the appropriate weapons. But I don't. So, no guy. Uh, uh, let's say that, let's take were, that again. Well, <laughs> Try again, Randy. Nah, uh, they're, they're already listening <laughs> Try again. to me. We they may not, you may want, not want to post this podcast. I don't think anybody would assassinate these people. Why would they? I think these guys are wonderful. It's one of the most wonderful, wonderful guys they have there uh, on the no, bench there in Illinois. I can't here, imagine why anybody would gosh. ever want to harm anyone. Randy? I bet, I bet Tom Miller's glad he's not here today. Man, for real. <laughs> well, it's a good thing we have a bunker in an undisclosed location in eastern Oklahoma County. They were staying at this hotel in Oklahoma City. <laughs> this... This judge in Illinois said Trump's name should be taken off the ballot and any votes, any votes that go, because they may not be able to get his name off. I mean, the ballots are already printed, basically. It's Tuesday, for crying out loud. And the judge said any votes for Donald Trump should be suppressed. Suppression of votes. Quite literally voter suppression? Yes. How about that? I mean, he he put that in his order that any votes cast for Donald Trump should be, quote, suppressed, unquote. So I'm like, oh, can someone can someone arrest this judge? Like he's literally doing election interference. He literally is. He literally is. I mean, can't he just go like, no, because uh, the uh, I'm pretty sure the Department of Justice would agree with him. Well, and so would the whole state of Illinois. This particular Department of Justice would. Illinois uh, is a very blue state. Uh, Mostly Pritzker. because of Chicago, right? Well, yeah, and, the big and there's some other, you know, there's governor, others, but there are uh, there's some other some of the rural areas of Illinois, just like some of the rural but areas the rural, of California. But those rural areas, I don't really want to say that word again. Anyway, those countryfied areas are uh, sparse, classic Democrat, not hardcore, oh, not left, lunatic Democrat, not right? Lunatic. Yeah, and yeah, not which aggressive. makes them actually far more conservative. In right. today's they're, definition. Yeah. They're but they JFK. But they don't pay they're JFK to that. Democrats. Well, hopefully they're not RFK Democrats because they'll also be suppressed. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, there, there's, yeah, I don't know. I worry about RFK Jr. Dude, well, here the only reason he's going to make it and stay alive is because he's not really a threat to them. You know, I don't, I don't know about that. Well, they don't think he's a threat. Let's put it okay. that way. I well, think I, now that's a very good possibility. But here's the deal. Nobody's a threat to you when you cheat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It doesn't oh, yeah, really matter. Yes, the, the Detroit Pistons yes. would go into playing a game against, I don't know, the Clippers with a lot of confidence if they knew the refs were 100% on their side. Yeah, sure. Because just like... Here's the thing, you know, we can look at the bottom of the pack, and this isn't a transition to NBA, but we can look at the bottom of the pack of the NBA and the top of the pack, and and as far as games go, um, as far as points in games, there's only about 10 points that separates them from a win or a loss in most games. So 
10 points can easily be made up. It, it, it's the, the parody in the NBA is pretty high. It just sure, doesn't yeah. always look like that. Well, the same thing goes for politics. I mean, when if Biden loses 3% of his voters, he loses the election, period. No question. Just 3%. So you don't need a lot to be able to cheat. And that's the bottom line. They, they, the fix is in. I said it in 2020. Oh, I've said it since and, then. Exactly. And, and the thing <clears> is, the <throat> fix is in. If anyone thinks Donald Trump is going to be the next president of the United States, you are full of yourself. You, you actually are not full of yourself. You are naive to think that the, that any, that Trump will be elected. He will not be. This is why we, there's movies about civil war. This is why this is trending and civil war is such a big thing because they're taking Trump off the bat. They're doing everything they can do to cheat. And, yeah. and all we do is sit there and go, man, can you believe that? Not us. I mean, but, but the country at large doesn't do anything. Right. And, and, and it's because, you know, the, the left, the media has gone so far to the left. Right. You know, I'm sure they're applauding uh, what's happened in uh, I heard Illinois. a leftist say that the media was in the pocket of the conservatives the <laughs> other day. You know, that is and I thought, truly man, what? amazing. And I've heard that <laughs> Talk before. Talk about gaslighting. Yes. I'm like, really? <laughs> you have got to be on some what really are you good watching? drugs. And because that is, you know, even Fox has gone a little bit to the left, but they're still the only, the only television news source that you can really find out a little more about what's really going on. I mean, the others won't even, they won't even talk about no. it. And it's interesting, you know, both President Biden and former President Trump are on the border today. Not at the restaurant, although they they might later. I don't <laughs> Wouldn't know. Wouldn't that be funny but if they get together be. afterwards? <laughs> yes, at an on the border. <laughs> on the border. Uh, hey, I'm going to step away from the microphone so if <clears> I, uh, because I'm going to make a coffee and I'm not going to wait 45 minutes to do okay. it. So All right. Well, I'll we'll, holler. We'll, we'll, we'll you guys just can relay kind of, uh, my commentary. Okay. To, to the, <laughs> okay. <laughs> or I'll just be really loud and someone will hear it in All the right. background. Well, there you go. All right. I, Start bringing your wireless headset with you so you can. Oh, know. that's a great. Have, that's a great idea. I don't have that. That'd right. be great. That's all right. Yeah, but uh, no, they're on the they're on the border today. And what's interesting is that Biden, he's going to Brownsville, Texas. Trump is going to Eagle oh, Pass, nice. Texas. The interesting thing about this, and it'll be really interesting to see how this <laughs> plays. Because of what Texas has done, the problems along the southern border in parts of Texas have almost gone away. In fact, in Brownsville, there practically is nobody coming across the border anymore at Brownsville. Last week, I think they said they had five people. Well, in Eagle Pass, there were, I think, 2,000. So Trump is going to where there is still a big problem. Biden is going to where the problem has almost been eliminated. And what will be really interesting, because most people that are certainly on the right end of things rather than the left, believe that that is because of what the state of Texas has done with the razor wire mm -hmm. and the barricades and all this stuff. And it'll be interesting if Biden says anything, if he talks about, see, our policies are working. <laughs> the numbers are waiting. Which, since they lie like they do, 
that probably is what he'll say. And mm-hmm. and most of the media will agree with wow. him. Now, How the insightful. other thing that's interesting, you know, Biden has always been, in true Democrat form, a big union guy, or at least he says he is. I don't know if he really is, because there are a lot of union jobs that he's screwing over by some of his policies. But the head of the Border Patrol Union is not going to Brownsville to be with the current president of the United States. He's going to be an Eagle Pass to be with the former president of the United States. And the Border Patrol Union has issued a statement warning President Biden, do not bring up our name. Wow. And uh, because they're so upset with him Mm -hmm. for screwing them over in more ways than one. And so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out today down on the uh, down on the Texas border. And because Ill- illegal immigration is still a massive problem, and most of the people in the United States, Republicans, Democrats, Independents, whatever, uh, have that as the number one concern. Not the economy, not even whether President Crime. Biden, although that you know knows of, the difference between knows how to get off a stage. Sort of goes hand in hand with crime, doesn't it? Well, sure, because uh, there's a lot of crime going on because of that. Because of that, yeah. And you know, I find it really interesting, and I didn't even realize I did not realize, quite frankly, how many sanctuary cities there are in the United States. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch. I mean. A bunch. One of them, apparently, is Athens, Georgia. I saw that. The which, shout down. Yeah, I saw those people. Yes, that at the, surprised at the, me. Uh, city council meeting. Bit. Yeah, and the mayor of Athens, Georgia, is an absolute lunatic, lefty. <laughs> uh-huh. He's absolutely nuts. Because we had a uh, a young girl murdered by an illegal uh, immigrant yeah, immigrant in. Athens, which is home of the University of Georgia. She was out for a jog and was attacked by this guy who'd been deported five times and managed to come back into the United States. Well, the mayor of Athens during, and this is, he was about to get shouted down by people who were in the audience at this city council meeting. He was talking about this and he said about all the talk it's going around, and he said there is no, this is what I find, remember, an illegal immigrant has been arrested, massive amounts of evidence against him, for the murder of this young woman in Athens. And the mayor said illegal immigration is not connected to her murder. She was actually killed by an illegal immigrant. I don't know what more connection you could have. It's idiocy. There you go. Hey, he's back. There you go. Uh, And, you know, we've had other incidents around the country, same sort of things, where illegal immigrants have raped and murdered women, have assaulted police officers, (sighs) have done various other things, and most of them, are not in jail. They've been let out. There was an incident in St. Louis uh, here a few days ago, and I do not know uh, because I haven't seen, and may, maybe they're covering this up, and I wouldn't be surprised, whether this the person who was involved in this 
is an illegal immigrant or if he's uh, just a highly connected local person, you know, I don't know. But there's a video out that, that was taken from a, a street camera that is horrific to watch. I didn't know what it was on there. I looked at it. I was like, oh, my freaking, oh. But he's going, he's speeding away from a concert in downtown St. Louis. He's in downtown St. Louis, city streets, doing 70 miles an hour. He runs a red light and obliterates a woman and her daughter crossing the street with the green light. He had the red light. In the video, you see this car flying into the screen, mm. and basically these two people just disappear. Mm. And so I'm thinking, okay. And, they, you know, they arrested the guy, and I'm thinking, okay. There's a variety of charges that uh, he could be faced with. And they have charged... Uh, some things, not everything, because they're waiting on toxicology reports to see if he was drunk or high or just stupid. Uh, but the interesting thing is the judge, the district attorney, I guess, requested that this guy be remanded mm -hmm. into custody because he's, well, clearly Dangerous. a danger to society. He was going 70 miles an hour in downtown Houston and ran over two people. And the judge basically, I guess, said, nah, we're going to give him bail. And he made bail, Jeez. and he's out on the streets <clears throat> ready to run over somebody else or actually probably go back to wherever. Go so, back to yeah. wherever or Escape go somewhere that doesn't have an extradition treaty. Yeah. But I'm like, <clears throat> really? You're going to put that guy back, back on the streets? On the streets? Yeah. So I, it's well, the, it just amazes there, me. The myth is that in any way, shape, or form, the government uh, is keeping up its end of the obligation to protect the the public in general. Right, not anymore. Uh, not Absolutely, to, to guard their rights and so on and so forth. I mean, it's just like what happened there in Owasso. Uh, do you have that on your paper, your list there? Yes. Yeah. So the uh, you go right, go yeah, ahead, go ahead. ahead. So. For those who are, who don't know, there was a, a student at an Owasso High School who the the narrative. I should give the narrative first. The narrative is a trans girl boy. I don't know a trans boy. So confused. Tran, uh, a, tr a trans. We'll, we'll go with the gender girl, confused human who is biologically I, a girl. Um, I believe she was biologically uh, a girl. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> That's the point. Part right. Of this, right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, the 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 narrative is a Jesse Smollett situation here. This uh, well, it's turned into that because um, she was bullied and ultimately killed um, from injuries resulting from a fight uh, that happened because she was a a gender confused human. The reality is completely different, and that's the thing. The narrative got out before the police uh, footage got out. The the, uh, the you know the high schools have their campus police officers who have the body cam. So this girl gets into a fight in the bathroom with some other girls, and the uh, campus police guy shows up at the hospital after the fact to talk to her and get her side of the story and stuff. So you have all this body cam footage. Not only did she start the fight, <laughs> she was fine. 
They haven't to this recording. Well, I haven't heard why she died. Well, the, the uh, according to the what I read on uh, the autopsy, and it's a somewhat preliminary autopsy because again, the toxicology hasn't come back. But rather than because, like you said, the narrative was that she suffered serious injuries, maybe a brain injury in this fight, which led to her death. Then she, she died the next day, I believe. Yeah. And it turns out there was no trauma to her body right. that the autopsy found, no trauma, that they believe that preliminarily she died of a respiratory situation. And they're not sure what brought that on. Mm-hmm. If, if it was a drug she was on, uh, maybe she was given something in the hospital and went into anaphylactic, anaphylactic yeah. shock. Mm. The bottom line is but if your hair is, is dyed blue... You wow. will become the champion of the left's uh, trans movement. I mean, it doesn't matter what the reality is. They're going to make you the poster child for their movement and anything that happens. I, it's just, again, you, you, when you have this, you have a government that doesn't care. You have a media that is controlled. If they're not controlled by the government, they're radically influenced by the government financially. Um and regular people just trying to live life are just basically screwed. Well, I, I would say there's a lot of evidence out there that they are controlled by the media. I mean, there's, you yeah, know, right. some some uh, information has come out that the Biden administration was in direct contact with some of the TV networks and some of the newspapers to craft their coverage of certain things or non-coverage of certain things and they're the government put mm. a lot of influence on social media saying hey this you need to get rid of this post or that post well and, the, there's you know, the actual like the actual conspiracy not the conspiracy theory but the actual conspiracy that's real <clears throat> that the cia had put in agents and and operatives if you will in the american news media uh back in the 50s and 60s and and there's no reason to believe they haven't continued that certainly no reason and i you know, as we were talking before we started this about how far down all the rabbit holes uh, that uh, I've gone. And really, you know, when you first hear something, you're like, that's ridiculous. No way. And then you start doing a little bit of research and you're finding out certain things. And now I've gone so far that I really, at this point, just about anything is on the table. I mean, I fully believe, fully believe the CIA orchestrated JFK's assassination. <laughs> I mean, nobody's going to be able to talk me out of that. Right. I just have seen too much that that was a U.S. government operation with tentacles that went all the way down to the local level, meaning the Dallas Police Department. And to affirm what you're saying, something I think people need to understand is when we talk about getting information and doing research, we're not talking about we find some documentary that puts all the pieces together for us. We simply read some documents and it's like, well, wait a minute. If this happened, like the, the lady from Oklahoma that was the pilot and involved. Oh, right, you know, right, right, right. You, know, mm-hmm. you, you read these little bits and pieces and you're like, hold on a second why if this is this and that's that well then how did this happen you know and so i think it's important people realize we're not talking about you know reading it on the internet so it must be true no you're we're just finding out 
unclassified documents that are PDF files that you can read yourself yes. with redactions and different things. But Now, a lot of that, know. obviously, is on the internet. Well, it's where you but, go to get it. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> but it's, it's not, and, and there's a lot of information out there. The problem is, the problem is that there are so many people, I'm going to just take a wild guess and say 80%, of the people in the United States, don't bother to even check. You know they higher than that. You know they could be. <laughs> I could very well be. Uh, you know they hear something that you know they're told by the, you know the uh, legacy media: ABC, CBS, NBC, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, Washington Post, New York Times, whatever. They believe that it's true. I used I'm, you know, I went to school for an education and you worked in the media. And I don't trust, you know, now locally it's a little bit different, but when it comes to national. But only a little bit, I, really. It depends on what, it depends on the what the network. issue is. Right. And, and it, because it, now here's the thing, because here, now locally, Oklahoma City still has... I guess it's one, we're down to one media outlet in Oklahoma City that is actually locally owned, and that's Channel 9 Television. And Channel 6 in Tulsa, also owned by the Griffin family. But they're still affiliates of the national network. Sure, I mean, they don't have control over the propaganda that CBS spews on the evening news and the morning show all the time, but they are still controlled locally, whereas Channel 4, Channel 5, Channel 8 in Tulsa, Channel 2, uh, Channel 7 in Lawton are all now owned by big giant corporations. The Oklahoma, the newspaper, used to be owned by the Gaylord family. It's not anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, there's no, in fact, you know, you go to, you look at some stuff in the Oklahoman, and, you know, some of the editorials that are in the Oklahoma, and I'm like, Ed Gaylord would be turning over in his <laughs> grave if he saw this. And, you know, some of the sports stuff that's in there. There was a story I read the other day about a, a game. I think it was OU was playing, uh, actually OSU, I think, out in Lubbock playing Texas Tech. The story was from the Lubbock Avalanche Journal which is owned by the same conglomerate that the Oklahoman is. And so that story that is being read by people in Oklahoma who are OSU people, the story, because it was in the Lubbock paper, (laughs) was written from the Texas Tech perspective. And I'm looking at this going, what a bunch of crap. Yeah, <laughs> but well, they don't care anymore. All the they journalists from the Oklahoma went over to sell out, sell crowd. out crowd. Yes, and they all the promoting of that was all kind of half tongue in cheek, going, "Hey, I'm a sellout." Right. I'm going, which <laughs> you know, and, and I will say this: selloutcrowd.com. If if you haven't gone there yet, is really good. It's outstanding. It's really good. It makes you want. You know, I, I don't know why I think this way, but um, I 
I'm so excited for all of them in general because I just feel like the lid is off on their ability to talk yeah. about certain stories. Sure. And, and it's just, it's really, really good. I, I wish their production value was better on their podcasting, but um, their well, video stuff. But maybe it'll improve. I'm sure. Well, I mean, if you were in charge over there, what? <laughs> nice of you to say. You know, most hey, of those tell, are. Call Barry. Call Barry Trammell. Well, let him know. You know, Barry likes to do a lot. And, and I have. Uh, you know, I just love reading his stuff, and it's I always so good. have. I, I've all I've always he digs so deep for these yes. random stories. Yes. That you're just like, wow, who knew? And uh, you know, they all are. They're all really right. good. And and so I just kind of the Oklahoman is always my default place to go to read something. And usually when I get in there and start reading, I'm like, why in the hell did I do this? <laughs> yeah. And I go to sell out crowd and I read what Trammell's written. How or do you what feel about Jenny's the fact written, that or Brett Dawson, who writes about they're the very OU centric, you know? Well, you know, Toby Keith is the main was, financier, the, the, the main money guy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Hey, I mean, that's fine. And Stoops, but they also, Bob Stoops is a part of that too. Right. Uh, I thought you he know, was I don't a, know. I well, he, he a does a podcast. I don't know. He may have invested in I that financially in as well. But they have two guys. Uh, you OSU know that, dedicated guys? Yes. Yeah. Two guys, and they're OSU good. dedicated guys they're and, good. and guys who went to school at OSU and guys who wrote for the Ocali while they were in school up there and both do well, a really, really good job. And Tremel has always been very fair. Um, yes. He's never been you know, Barry, biased. Barry went I school. wish he was a political guy just because I feel like he's fair uh, yeah, and he's not biased. Tr you know? Trammell's really good. And, uh, you know, he's from Norman, went to school down there. and uh, But no, his he is top-notch, mm -hmm. as good as they come. And also, uh, like just a great guy, mm -hmm. too. And uh, But anyway, so He's like the anti-Dean Blevins. <laughs> <You're kind of laughs> <a bit. laughs> yeah, he kind of is. But so anyway, selloutcrowd.com. If you guys have not uh, gone there, you should because really good, really good stuff there. They get really in depth on a lot of things. Do a lot of podcasts, a lot of written stories. Um, really good stuff. Which I guess, really, since we're starting to go into sports, club, we ought to talk about Thunder basketball. And uh, on this Thursday, as we record this. On the ninth of February, it's Leap Day. Six games. Oh my How many? gosh! I forgot it's a leap yes, year. Yes, it's a leap. Uh, what? A leap year. It is. I should have been. Today. This would have changed yeah. my mood all the day. Really? All together. Yeah. You would be more uh, nicer. Something? Oh, I'd, be, okay. I'd be more congenial. <laughs> I'd be less angry. Well, uh, you know, we have a lot of us have reasons to be angry. Just you know, the government that we have now. But anyway, we've talked about that a little bit, and we yeah. can't do anything about it. So, uh, <laughs> so not even on election the, day. Tell we us can't what, do anything uh, about what what's the uh, how many have they won in a row or six six game they winning won, streak uh, six in a row. You know, it's uh, commonplace. Best, They're going to win by twenty at best this point. Winning streak, well, uh, best winning streak in the West right now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I yes. mean, at currently, not yeah. of all. Right, of all right. And, and currently, fact, the best. Yes, currently, yeah. it's the uh, the longest winning streak in the West. And they should make it seven tonight if uh, they, certainly they can should. take care of business in but, terrible know, San Antonio. And I, w I would just automatically pencil in a win tonight in San Antonio. Except. except. <laughs> 
I automatically penciled in a win when they were right. playing the Detroit Pistons, oh, who, yeah. by the way, didn't even have Cade Cunningham, their best player that night. I know. That's amazing, right? And uh, the Thunder lost <laughs> That's to the, the mark of a young so, team, though. Well, that's just what happens. So I can't, and that's uh, parody in, in the NBA, too. It is parody. But, but here's something. Did, uh, didn't the Thunder break their most points scored in a half record? 80. Uh, with 80 points. Uh, they have done that. Yes. They did they, it they, against... They, uh, did, they did that. And ago. their 149 Washington, points that they scored in that game yep. was also a high hmm. for the uh, Thunder. And for here's the a season, couple other... right? I thought they had a 155-point no, win at some point. In their, the in rock, their franchise? I thought they had a, maybe. I thought it was... Well, definitely it, this way, season. I thought, it, I thought it was a franchise high, but maybe mm -hmm. not. They may have, and they've scored, they've, they've set a bunch of offensive records this season mm -hmm. that uh, where it's, I, you know, they've been outstanding for the most if part. If I were to guess. Except I for that game with Detroit. Well, right. If, <laughs> if I were to guess, and I haven't read the stat, but I would think uh, their three-point shooting by committee is the best it's been in franchise history. That uh, would be yes. my state, my overall thought. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. They're having a great three. In fact, uh, you know, when it just shooting, overall shooting, I mean, you know, they yeah. pretty much all season, they've been in the top three of field, overall field goal uh, percentage, three-point percentage, and free throw percentage. They've been in the top three pretty much all season long. Now, get this. No team in NBA histoire has ever had more than two players average 17 points, 50% field goal, and 35% three-point shooting. Oh, wow. I feel like we have four of those. You're close. We have three. <laughs> no yeah. team has ever had more than two. We have three. Wait, let's guess who they are. <laughs> I mean Shay. Yes. Yes. Um Ooh, uh, is one not a starter? No. Okay, they're all starters? Yes. Gosh. And really it ought to be well, easy. J Dub. Yeah. It ought to be easy. Yeah, J Dub and then it's Chet. Still ought to yes. Yeah. I was gonna go the with Case and Wallace because basically I feel the like three stars. Isaiah Joe and Case and Wallace both have got to be close to that mark. Well, the problem with it's them, not enough points, minutes, not enough, yeah. not enough attempts. Yeah. Attempts. Well, yeah. which yeah. goes along with minutes. Yeah. Because holy crap, both those guys, if, I mean, could start. In my, I would make a huge case for them as sixth man for mm -hmm. both of them. Well, Isaiah Joe will definitely get some consideration as, as a sixth man of the year, Case and Wallace. We'll get some. Case and Wallace will make the all rookie team, right? No, for question. sure. He'll Obviously, Chet will also make the all rookie team. Um, so, but yeah, those those guys and <clears throat> the um, there are two players right now in the entire NBA. Two players right now who average at least six points on 55% shooting overall and 45% shooting on three in the fourth quarter hmm. of game. J-Dub. Only two players in all of the NBA averaging that right now. And both are on our team? Yes. 
Yeah, I know J Dub. You is, have one. J Dub is a fourth quarter ninja. Yes, <laughs> all year he's I been. I mean, fourth I hate to quarter. say Shay because, but I almost think it's Lou Dort. Well, Lou has had some good games, but you shouldn't have been <laughs> it's Shea, hating isn't it? the. Yes, yeah. it's Shay and J Dub, the only two players in the entire wow. NBA who have those splits in the fourth quarter, mm. at least six points on fifty-five percent overall and forty-five percent. On three, clutch baby. So this is a we, we historic have a, type Thunder it's unbelievable. team. I mean, it really we, is. We have and a team full of guys who can just always well, come through. You know, really, it's kind <laughs> you know? of it, it's uh, it's kind of the second coming. Yeah, it is of Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. Except without the the you have unreliable James Harden, and in this group, you don't have unreliable. Well, well, the other thing you don't have that, that kind of messes up the James Harden clubs. thing, the strip clubs are very disappointed. Mm -hmm. Well, and because the other none of that group's making it rain at Valley of the Dolls. <laughs> and this is a team that plays, guess what? Team, team basketball. basketball. Yes. You never know who's taking yes. the shot. No. Yes. That That's is correct. absolutely right. And then, and they, you, and then you always had, knew who was taking the shot back in those days. Right. Especially... In the fourth quarter when it was crunch time. And, you know, it's interesting, I think, too, adding uh, Gordon Hayward to this group. Um, I think his impact is going to be Derek Fisher-like. Um, because I think Derek Fisher had an impact on the court, and you saw it. But I think his um, just his vibe off the court and what he did for those younger guys... Uh, was everything. And and I don't think Gordon is the same as Derek Fisher, don't get me wrong, but I think he'll be more productive on the court than Fisher was in general. But I think it's also the calm. because here, And here's what I found very interesting is uh, I've seen, even though he hasn't stacked up huge numbers or anything, he hasn't played a lot. Right, but, yeah. but I have seen um, Gordon Hayward looks like he's young again. And I find that really interesting and kind of awesome. Because yeah. you know, playing with these guys, and that the, my what really my go to was the the Chet alley oop to to Hayward uh, a couple nights yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just a great moment to see that. You know, I think he's un unquestionably having a lot of fun, and uh, you know, in Charlotte, I mean, they were way out of the playoff race. Now and, they're contending after and, the trade. <laughs> well, you know, those guys are. Yeah, they've all they, done really You know, they've good. all been pretty, pretty good And they good picked up Poku sure. after we released Poku. they picked Poku. up Poku, yes. But, you know, Gordon Hayward went from a team that had no shot even at the playoffs to a, a team that will be in contention for an NBA championship. Right. Now, I don't think they're going to win it, but they will be in contention. Who's going to win that. it? Well, right now, I, I think you would have to say Boston would be probably yeah. the favorite Denver, to win it. Possibly. You well, there's the odds, the official odds from Vegas. I think the Thunder had the fourth best odds to win the championship. Boston was number one. And uh, and then they also ahead of... And then I think after Boston... Minnesota. It was... Uh, because I heard no, somebody actually, on TNT I say, Denver. I heard somebody on TNT the other night. I can't remember which guy it was say that his pick was Dent, was uh, well, was I'm, Minnesota to come out of the West. 
Yeah, his run. I'm talking about the Vegas. Oh odds. yeah, yeah. Well, Boston not is some is, guy on uh, TNT, Tom. But some uh, guy, all yeah. due respect to those guys. Hey, everybody's got an opinion. It's just like, well, you know, uh, you know the but, Thunder. You were talking about young team, but boy, they play with real big time maturity, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think that has a poise. Lot. Poise, I, yes. What, and what? I think that has a and and that's gonna let's see where that poise is come crunch time playoffs all I think that. it'll be there I think it'll be present and I think that a lot of that is due to Dagnalt and yeah. I'm wondering is he in consideration for coach of the year sure he is absolutely he's got to be leading almost you I would think well, right yeah. Mark's problem Arguably. is that uh, Chris Finch who coaches the Minnesota Timberwolves mm. is also in contention yeah, yeah. for coach of the year and yeah. so it may come down to the to winner. whoever wins the West, yeah. right? That will be the guy, you know. And Mark finished second in Coach of the Year last year. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Chris Finch is is a guy that uh, that a lot of people are looking at because nobody picked Minnesota to be. They thought Minnesota was going to be but, better. But the level of the level of experience <laughs> is so much different on those two teams, you know, as far as. Uh, oh, well, absolutely age and, and yes. experience and all that. And Dagnalt is taking yes. these guys who have very little well, experience to huge heights right now. If you're if you're asking who deserves yeah. to be coach of the year, my opinion, and I'll admit I certainly have some bias, bias yeah. is Mark Dagnalt right. for just what you said. Mm-hmm. Taking the type of team this is. Yeah. You know, they were at the beginning of the season, second youngest in the NBA. Now I think they're the fourth, you know, because they trade they, they traded some, some young the guys young and got old brought guys. in yeah, 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 yeah. and Two brought in a little guys. older. So, you know, now they're the fourth. But nonetheless, you know, it's a very inexperienced team. Minnesota has Minnesota has a couple of young guys, but I mean they have very experienced guys too. And Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards is still pretty much a young guy, but he's not as young as some of the guys on the Thunder uh, squad. So, yeah, I think Mark Dagnall absolutely deserves to be coach of the year, and he may end up being that even if the Thunder don't win the West. But Chris Finch is going to get a bunch of votes. You're right, votes because you're right. They I, weren't I expected think. to be the team that they're But, you know, the Thunder, certain, the Thunder weren't no, expected they weren't. to be the team absolutely either. Absolutely not. You know, right. I, I think, you know, in fact, I believe at the beginning of the season, I think the over and under – on Thunder wins from Las Vegas, I think was right around 45 mm-hmm. because they won 40 last year and Vegas was thinking, well, maybe they'll and get... they're only off by 10. So, yeah, you know, they... Uh, and of course now, let's see, my magic number <laughs> is nine. I know. Nine yeah. is my magic number. With how the, many games left to play? Uh, approximately 20, what is it 20 uh, two uh, 24 24 I knew I'd written oh, that yeah. down 24 games to go I just need them to win nine and I get my uh, gift certificate or cash or whatever you guys want to give me mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. to uh, the uh, uh, liquor store over here in, of your choice a harsh tongue lashing that's well I don't I mind if, you know the one here in Midwest City is really it's pretty good, good. So, uh, you know, it, uh, we should buy him something uh, from Shawnee or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sh- oh, make the the biggest Shawnee liquor anymore. store in Tulsa. Oh, my yeah, gosh, exactly. you guys. Well, I could just order it, mail order it. Ah, you know, they yeah. can deliver it. Uh, 
But so, yeah, I, now the Thunder, it's, it's a big game tonight. You know, they definitely should beat the Spurs. They but, should. You know, they need to go into it with the right attitude, which I, I think they will. And then, then after the Spurs game, they, they go out to Phoenix, yeah, not, which will not be easy. a big game. And, and Phoenix has been kind of hot and cold this yeah. year. Then they go to L.A. and play the Lakers. And the Lakers, for whatever reason, given them some trouble this year. The, you know, the last game Irritating. they played the Lakers, LeBron... Just went off. I think he had some ridiculous, wasn't it like 38, 39 yeah, points, but, something dude, like that? but so much of that was, as the Detroit Pistons coach would say, um, it's inexcusable. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> the yeah. calls that he's getting. Oh, yeah. Well. Um, yeah. And and Monty Williams would say that because Monty, the Pistons really got worked over by Dallas wasn't no, no was by it? the officials. Uh, the, well, yeah, you know, the call your Monty game, Williams. Yeah. He went. His off. press conference was awesome. It's a good thing he really makes. Conference, it's a good thing he makes a whole lot of money because his fine is get fined. It's probably going to be six figures. Well, doesn't <laughs> I would really hope the team would cover that fine. Well, Monty, Monty's contract had is like have, ten million a year. It doesn't he can matter. No, I know, but you know, here's the reality: is that that's I mean. He had here. Here's the thing. I think he had to do what he did. All, all he did in the press I, conference is basically come up and say this is bull crap, and he took no questions. But anyway, <laughs> the, the but the 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 thing is though, at some point, if you're going to continue to coach that squad, they have to see you do that. Oh yeah, you're right. And so to me, the you're team right. should be yeah. covering that cost because you're, and they may they, they may very well. <laughs> and you know, and there's been plenty of times that coaches uh, would get technical fouls during games just so Fire they can do what team. yes yeah and to do what you're talking about uh mm -hmm. you know is to show the team that hey i'm behind you guys mm -hmm. and we got screwed on this deal right and although it does remind me of a baseball story mm. <laughs> involving this will be uh, nice to close on if we if it's long enough there's two actually earl weaver who was a longtime manager of the baltimore orioles mm. he was always would get he had great arguments with umpires. I remember one time, and this is on, you can see it on YouTube. There's a video of it. Uh, Earl, and I forget what, you know, it was a balls and strikes call or out, you know, whatever. And Earl comes hopping out of the duck. Earl was a little guy. Earl was only about 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> and, you know, he gets in the, kind of looking up into the face of the whole plate umpire. And he's screaming at him and all like this. And the umpire, and they've got the audio of this, and the umpire says, no, no, Earl, you're wrong. Let me let me pull out my rule book and I'll show you. And Earl says, Earl Weaver, this is so funny. He goes, <laughs> Earl says, that's not going to help me. I can't read Braille. <laughs> Whoa, nice line. It's a great and line. It, and it was like, <laughs> so he got tossed on that. thrown out. And then the other one, the other, the other great one is when Tommy Lasorda was manager of the Dodgers. Tommy would get into it with various umpires. And well, this time the umpire had had made a call. Actually, it was the right call, but it was a very, very close call. And Tommy gets up and goes running out of the dugout. You know, the crowd stands up and starts cheering, and the umpire looks at him and goes, What the hell, Tommy? You know that's a right call, and, and Lasorda, and they have this audio too, and Lasorda is yelling at it. He was going, 
damn it, I know it was the right call, but I got to come out of here because my fans are expecting me to come out of here. So I got to act like I'm really mad at you. So act like it. Yell back at yeah, me. Yeah, and the yeah. umpire goes, okay, Tommy, I'll yell back at you. You know, they're back and forth. So they're having a normal conversation yes, in, 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 yelling, in yelling form. Yelling and arms nice. waving and stuff like this. And Lasorda ends Now next it. you're going to eject me. <laughs> yeah. Well, Throw me out. Lasorda, at the end of it, Lasorda, Lasorda says, hey, Thanks for playing along with me. I'm going to have you over to my restaurant for some lasagna. Let's go do that after the game. Okay, Tommy. And you can get ready for it now in the showers. Ah, nice. Outstanding. So I'm He just, really went along with it then. Oh, it, it was those two guys, Tommy Lasorda and Earl Weaver. And there were some other old-time managers who would get into it with umpires. And some would be... You know, Lasorda would joke around sometimes, but Weber was usually pretty, <laughs> pretty serious about some of that. Is that, that still prompt? Do we still have this in baseball, or is baseball kind of yeah? You mean argument? I don't know that we have any arguments like Lasorda had uh, with his. That's but, unfortunate. But no, I'd they probably watch the game. But they do. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. They go out and argue. Well, and I mean, they argue, but I to kick me, kick dirt and all that kind of no, stuff. Yeah. They do some of that. Throw hats. Lasorda, Weber used to throw a hat, kick dirt. See, all kinds managers of stuff. yelling at umpires to me is equivalent to fighting in hockey. At the <laughs> end of the day, you're kind of like, what is what is this accomplishing? Like, I, I mean, you, you're mad, and I get that, and that's fine. I never could understand as much hockey as I watched. I never did quite understand the fighting rules. It's like, okay, we're going to let you fight. Why not just put them in the penalty box? They've already started fighting. Well, you know, for one thing, uh, the referees are probably thinking looking at each other going, uh, you want to go over there and break that up? <laughs> hell no, I don't want to go over there and break that up. Do you? Hell no, I don't want to. We're going to let them But, the, ar the, but, but the penalties come. If you win, the penalty, I don't remember how it all falls down, but it's, they stop the fight as soon as one guy hits the ice. Right. And, and well, then the safer, penalties. It's safer to go over well, there. Well, I realize that. But <laughs> the, uh, it feels like there's a, there's a, benefit to winning well the fight the uh well, the sure. arguing in baseball a lot of that went away when instant replay made its appearance i think yeah in baseball yeah, yeah, it, and it, right. yeah i i they are the, all the managers argue because not for that particular call they're not they know they're not going to get that call it's for later calls yeah just like in nba well, and yeah, nfl sure. and all the different ones that's why the managers do it and the and the coaches do it to try to influence a better a call later in the game mm. which a lot of times it's amazing how well that works i think well yeah they, we we have what it was it makeup to calls it, the makeup call, yep. yeah. yeah boy you see it's that like, in the wow, you, you see that in the nba traveling? a lot he was dribbling like when the LeBron, ball like when they call a foul on lebron and nobody was even close to him right and then later, and then they argue enough, and later on they'll get a, a similar yeah. call. I need to put anyway. together a compilation of the LeBron flops where oh, there's no one around. Oh, I know it's, it's like insane. he hits an invisible man. Yeah, it's and they're insane. Like, there, there have been when you look at Chris Paul is really good at he that too. Is, yeah. yeah, and uh, where he's no, I mean it's close, right? But it's a whiff. Yeah, and you know it's like boom. You know, they're down. You know, the replay runs. I'm like, you didn't even hey, get touched. Hey, you want to hear something really cool that is kind of an insider thing for the okay, Thunder? Okay, yeah, sure. This is a really, really neat thing. So the new scoreboard, as you guys might know this year, has a lower inner uh -huh. ring, yep, right? Yep. So, and there's no rules against this, which I think is super cool. So we added here in the last month, we added a, another replay system that is isolated and dedicated to the inside lower ring. 
and can play replays over and over and over again, guess who gets to see that ring real prominently? The rich people. And? Uh, the coaches the players. and the players. The coaches and the players. Yeah. So, and what used to be press row, although there's exactly. not a whole lot of press on press row And anymore. so what is, now, what is now possible? Because here's the thing. It's always possible. We can, we, there's no rules. We can play replays as much as we need to play replays. The problem is you have sold sponsorship pieces that have to run and things like that. Oh, That's right. on the main board. So okay. even though we may be having a shot contest going on, okay, we on can the, still roll oh, replays I gotcha. giving time for coaches to look up to there decide and decide whether or not they want to do a challenge. A challenge. That's you, a great you, that's idea. Are Isn't you fair cool? about it? Do you do it when it's a, a challenge that the other team might want to challenge? We just well, play replays. No. No. Well, hey, guys. <laughs> I'm just asking. There's no direction. We just play replays ah. as we feel like we need to play <laughs> replays. As, as we that's, feel. There's that's the, the statement. Well, as what as we, we, what we would think well, you know, the fans on the lower bowl <laughs> would want to see. <laughs> well, you know what? Again. Hey. Nice. Here's Here's my thinking on that. Any team yes. can go out and buy one of those nifty scoreboards yeah. and do the same thing. Right. It's not our fault that they might not want to spend the money on something like that. Yep. So I, you know, use it or lose it. I yeah, mean, and it's on. just really cool because, again, we have... Uh, yes, I didn't know you guys were doing that. We That's have, very cool. We have six channels of replay, and each replay machine gets 12 different inputs. So you have... Oh, oh wow. Really? Yes, we have a ton of replay and, and replay options. But each one of those replays, uh, I believe there's one operator for every two channels. So, you know, now you're dealing with 24 different inputs. Right, and, right, and right. Pieces. So... Um, to have one operator dedicated to that's really, really, really great. Because the other guys, you know, obviously just regular in-game replays, nice dunk, dunk whatever. Right, right. Um, but, but we also have a really cool button that's a full takeover button. So we can make a the, – the guy in that position – and or the producer can just holler out and say full takeover. And when they hit their button, they own it. They It's their scoreboard and they can run and mm. do whatever. So it's really cool. Um, you know, I got to give props to Jay Chilcote for some of the stuff he's done in that because it's his initiatives that have caused those things to come to pass. Former uh, OSU backup quarterback, by the way, Jay Chilcote. Yes. And a former... Uh, uh, Friday night finals co-host. Friday night right? finals That's co-host right. with me back in the uh, day. Yeah, and he really likes my new orange box. Go figure. Good. He certainly should. He thought he was getting it the other day. <laughs> oh, he misunderstood really? a conversation. He's like, I thought I was buying that for me. I'm like, no, you can buy your own. <laughs> yeah, pal. Something. Yes, you got a budget? Yeah. Use it. Uh, yeah, right? there you go. There you go. Anyway, that's a little cool. expense. That. A little insider uh, piece of data All that right. not everybody knows. That's good. That is. I'll that's, probably lose my job for that. That's but awesome. Sweet. Uh, you know, only if people listen. Then, to the show. then we won't have to worry about when you're available for podcasts. That's true. Speaking oh, of next, next Wednesday, we should be good. Okay, yeah. good. As far as I know, no, right. nobody's got any life-threatening injuries, surgeries. <laughs> Well, not that I we'll know see. of. Smoking engagements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, can't we'll, miss. We'll, we'll see. All right. That'll do it for us. Hopefully, uh, Rudy Tooty, Vladdy Putin won't uh, hit the red button. We'll so. be fine if it does. We're not on the list. That's right. We're not on the list. It'll Plus, be two weeks later when we get here. Oh, yeah. There you go. So. And we have the bunker, too. That the we can always bunker. Into. So, you know. All right. That'll do it for us. Hopefully, we're still around. Uh, we'll be here next Wednesday. Cross your fingers. Uh, that'll do it for us. I'm Randy Renner. I am uh, Adam Lore. <laughs> I'm Tom Miller. 
Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't want to be Kamala anymore. That's fine. And we all think we're comedians. <laughs> but that'll do it. We're not. No, we're not. We're not. Join us next time for another edition of Scatter Shooting.